I'm on this mic. I'm on that mic. I'm on the other mic. I'm on the under mic. I'm on the over mic. I'm on the under mic. I'm on the over, 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 under, 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 over, under, 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 over, under, 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 over, one, 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 mic, one, mic. Jeez. Hi. What's up, dude? Not much. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Yeah? I worked through the weekend. You, you damn right you did. So. You got some deadlines to hit. Pop, pop, pop. The handbook is actually almost formatted. See? I'm a believer over here. I know. Just believing. It's going to be somewhere between 20 and 30 pages. Love it. So. Uh, what was your idea? You had an idea? Well, I had an idea, and then I had a- Another an, idea. I had an interaction that gave me another idea. And what I really wanted to talk about today is- the lifetime value of a customer, which seems to be something that people don't quite understand, hence all of this penny-pinching that leads to terrible service. So this is what happened to me over the weekend, and I've seen this happen in cafes and other ways. So I'm getting my car ready for this rally. So I'm buying all kinds of parts, and I bought a part that I thought I wanted, I actually don't want the part. So I go to return the part, and you know they're very specific about their return policy. You got to email them first, get an RMA. I forgot what that means already. <laughs> <laughs> and I emailed them. I was like, "Hey, yada yada yada. I'm gonna return these. This isn't gonna work for what I want it to work for." And the dude responds back and he's like, oh, it'll work. Just kind of one line, super quick email. And I'm just, it'll like, work. Ugh. He's got it. So now I'm in just a crappy position where I really just wanted it to be easy. Oh yeah, we'll return it. You're within the 30 days. We'll take your money back. No big deal. Cause I was real specific. I was like, Hey, super sorry. I'm sure returning stuff's a pain. It's still in the box. I haven't even opened it. I'm just going, you know, different directions. And, <laughs> It's not you, it's me. Yeah, exactly. So now I'm just immediately frustrated because now I have to write another email detailing why, hey, I actually just want to return this. And I talked to Jenny about it, and they're like, well, they want to keep a sale. And I'm like, I understand that. But keeping the sale at what cost? And this is a company that I actually like their products. I bought stuff from there before. I'll probably buy stuff from them in the future as long as this goes well. Yep. And you see this in the coffee shop too, where something goes wrong with a guest order or something gets messed up and somebody doesn't want to make it right because they don't want to spend that $4 or that $5. Well, I can't give someone a free drink because that's money lost. And it's not because people aren't thinking of the lifetime value of a customer. So the thing I bought was like 600 bucks. So it's not a small amount of money. But how many other things am I going to buy at six or 700 bucks a piece over the next 15 to 20 years? So if they don't meet me where I'm at and just really honor their return policy, they're going to be out thousands of dollars trying to save 600. Yeah. So it's like they're losing either way. And the same thing is true in the coffee shop. The coffee shop is probably actually, you know, I don't like thinking about people as just units to give you money, but there's a real, this is a real aspect of running a business. 
that ties directly back to making people happy. Whereas if you mess up something, or let's say you didn't mess up something. Let's say at the coffee shop, you did everything right, and the person's just, I don't like this. I don't want this. I want something else. And you're like, okay, cool. That's one, you stoke them out. You're making them just super hyped. Two, they're going to come back. They might even tell their friends. It's just, it's just such the most no-brainer thing in customer service, and I see it not honored over and over again in all these different avenues, and it's incredibly frustrating. Making, making someone happy is, is kind of invaluable. That's how I see it, yeah. because let's calculate it for a second. Let's calculate it based on, let's say, someone orders a chai, and they decide they actually want a latte. And I've seen this play out in real life where Grumpy Barista is like, well, that's what you ordered. That's just what it is. You're like, well, I've seen really, that. I've seen that. I see you've seen that. You know, <laughs> it's it's not uncommon. And it's like, well, I just don't really like the chat. Well, that's what you ordered. So that's what you're going to get. And it's like, okay, cool. Let's play this out. Let's say you don't make their drink right. You got $5 from them. And that's the only amount of money you're ever, ever going to get. get from them. And let's think about the energy that you put out into the world. They came in hoping to get something delicious and to have a good time. And maybe they didn't know exactly what they wanted and they took a chance. And you were grumpy to them. So they left feeling bummed, which means they're not going to tell any of their friends anything positive. They're, best case scenario, not going to say anything. Worst case scenario, they're going to be like, dude, Cat and Cloud sucks. Those people are grumpy and annoying and they didn't want to make my day so okay you think you saved five dollars you made five dollars on one transaction that's that's total that's it yeah five bucks in the bank over here way to go on the other side of the spectrum like oh man you didn't enjoy the chai yeah i could totally make you a latte i'll make what else do you want i'll make you anything else you know what do you normally get well just you took a chance cool we're gonna make this right yeah um so you make them a latte. Take a chance on And some on people me. are thinking, I lost $5. No, you didn't lose $5 because if you blow their mind with a latte, well, let's take the energy portion first. One, you made them, you met them where they were at and you delighted them. You said, oh, I see you didn't like that. Let me make it right. And in the, the world of energy, they're like, oh, the people at Cat and Cloud care. They're really nice and friendly. I took a chance and I didn't like it, but they made it right. And that's good. Not so, only that, but it, good. it gives them a comfortable space. If they come in and be like, oh, I didn't like that, but I know that I can talk with this person behind the bar. They're comfortable. They don't, they, they don't care that I don't know what I want. Sure. So it's like it's a safe, safe space for me to come in and kind of maybe experiment. You or don't get to, I know I'm going to be cared for. Right. You don't get to do the things at the coffee shop that you do at the at the wine bar. Where yeah. the wine bar, there's all these wines and you're like, oh, I'm going to try a little bit of that one. Oh, I'm going to try a little bit of this one. They're like pouring you little sips. It's like you don't really get to try a little bit of the whole menu, yeah. especially if it's a built drink. So, yeah. okay, cool. Yeah, we're going to meet them where they're at. So they're stoked out. And then there's a really good chance they come back. Okay. And there's really come chance that if you blow their mind when they come back and you do that a couple times, they're going to be coming for a long time, years. So just calculate that. So $5 times most people get coffee every day, 365 days a year times however many years. I'm not going to do the math. You can do it for me, but it's a substantial amount of money. So that's, that's just one level. The other level is maybe they tell a friend. 
that they had a really great experience and they love the lattes at this coffee shop that opened up down the street. And then their friend comes in and then they tell a friend there's literally a there's no limit <laughs> to, you know, there's no way to accurately calculate what the lifetime value of that customer could be. It could be it's ex- exponential. Yeah. It's way more than you think it's going to be. If you're focusing on the sales of each drink, that's sure you need to do that as a business. But if you're focusing on the, you know, the experience that the guest is having. Right. That's the exponential yeah. part. Penny pinching is not the way to make money. Delighting people is the way to make money. <laughs> you know, even if you're not in business to make money as your primary function, making a profit is necessary for a business because that's the thing that keeps the engine running. You know, if you're just there to make people stoked and you don't make any money, you're not going to be making people stoked for very long. It's yeah. going to fizzle out. So it's this thing that you have to do. So. If you can look at it through that lens and say, I'm going to do my best to delight people, that is the best way to get to profitability. Like, look at some of these, look at some of the institutionalized smaller shops around the area. Like, uh, like think of like Coffeetopia, one across the street from our cafe. They've been there since, uh, since uh, across the street from Portola. Yeah. They've been there since long before we opened, and they're still there. They're mm-hmm. making someone's day. For sure. So it's like, you know, are they penny pinching? Are they trying to focus on, I don't know. It's just interesting to think like they've got some form of pleasing the guest. That's they're doing, they're, they're doing pleasing, something. They're doing something they're doing right. Something right for the people that come into that. that. Yeah. That they're connecting with. Yeah. And I just, I don't know, man, I, I get it. Returns are a pain in the butt, but I'm just like, dude, I just want to return this thing. I just want to return this thing. Wasn't, what was it? Was it the shocks? It's camber plates. And oh, I'm, man. I'm just going in a different direction. You know? <laughs> Not You're going in a less wide stance. I'm, I'm using a different kind of camber plate that go. I don't have to modify the strut towers for. Oh, yeah. It's geeky. Geeky moves. Great. And it, it's even more frustrating than that. So it's like... <laughs> <laughs> this. I love it. Yeah. I pause because I don't know if anybody is going to understand what the fuck I'm talking about right here. But my friend has the same camera plates and the same suspension as I do. And I looked at him before I ordered and I was like, oh, yeah, this is great. I'm going to get these. I didn't know that he had cut out the shock towers already because he did a really good job and I couldn't tell. And then when I went back to the manufacturer's website, they have a whole page dedicated towards shock tower tower modification. And they sell a tool that bolts into the tower from underneath it's a guide, guide for, for a drill. hole saw yeah use the the bit in the middle that yeah so you get a nice clean cut so they have a whole page dedicated towards like how this goes and that was another thing of frustration because i was like hey you know i just don't really want to cut the shock towers and his response was you don't have to cut the shock towers to use them Ugh. and then i don't want to be the guy who's well i mean it says on your website there's a whole you know Dang. page dedicated towards this you make a tool to do it so I have empathy for him as a business owner because the dude who owns a business actually wrote me back. I think they have a really small, small operation. Team. Yeah, if it was a big box store or you know some huge corporate thing, I would just be like, bro, your return policy says this. I'm going to fucking return these. But it's hard now because you know you're talking with specifically like They're boutique supplier. Yeah. yeah, and it's I, I genuinely do enjoy the things that they make. They do a great job. So I don't, you know... Nobody wants to get beat over the head because I still understand how there is that personal connection 
to the business, no matter how far removed you are. If if the business is owned by an actual human, it's like that Instagram thing from the other week. Mm, you yeah. know, so you had posted a picture of the the new yeah. seventy five pound roaster, which is up and running, which is awesome. And then someone came in with just the most savage hater comment, and they're like, I thought you guys were the coffee experts. You guys sold me a bag of three-week-old coffee. What the heck? You're supposed to be the pros. This is unacceptable. What's going on? Just complete blasted. And even though that person's obviously out of their mind and is not a – well, they're not our – yeah, they're not our. They guests, have some you know expectation I mean? of there's, what coffee there's is something, to them. Well, and which is fine. Yeah, but I guess what I'm saying is, when you go through those channels and treat someone like that, you're saying like, "Hey, you know, you guys, you're not for me, and I'm just going to spray hate at you, and yeah. I don't want to do that." Yeah, you know, with this company, because I'm like, I actually do like the work that you do, so I'm going to approach it in a way where I actually am a fan of the things that you make, and yeah. so like. Hey, I just don't really want this anymore. Can we make it right? And everybody has the opportunity to do that. You know, anybody could have said like, "Hey, you know, this was wrong. Like, what can I do?" Yeah. And, you know, whoever was on the other side of that on our team responded really well and was like, "Oh, you know, we're so sorry we didn't meet your expectations. We can totally swap that bag of coffee out. Just bring it in the cafe. We'll have a new one ready for you." Yeah. You know, it's exactly what you would want. Yeah, we told them you could even the roasters next door. We make sure we get you the freshest bag possible. Right. We can we <laughs> like can, we can pull it right out of the cooling tray if you want it to. <laughs> and that's that's great service. I am tooting our own horn here cuz I think we did an awesome job, but in that moment it's not about what we want or what we think is good. You yeah, because three-week coffee it's, is... It's not about us saying, like, hey, three-week-old coffee is actually going to be fine to use because it's degassing at X-ray. It's like we're seeing that that's not what that person needs. Wants. What that person needs is super fresh coffee. I mean, really what that person wants is to complain, but, like... <laughs> well, I'm just <laughs> being honest. Com- you what know? they're complaining about wanting And is... they know that, right? <laughs> yeah. and, and so, you know, and you could tell by the way the thing progresses yeah. because they're like... I already did that, yada yada yada. It's like okay, at that point, there's no, there's there's no coming back. You're, it's, it yeah. is what it is. I was gonna ask you about that. Like, is there a way to, like, what do you do from a business standpoint when you get a customer like that? Well, I don't think you do anything. Yeah. I, I think you, I think, I think we did the right thing, which is yeah. like, hey man, if you want coffee right out of the cooling tray, we'll give it to you. Like, yeah. come to the roastery. We'll give you whatever you want. It doesn't matter if we think that's the right or wrong way. It's yeah. like we can delight you if you. That's our stance, yeah, yeah. For sure. So it's what's going to make you stoked, and that's really what I was looking for when I wrote this other business. Was just oh yeah, no problem. What do you need? We'll make it right, you know. Because mm-hmm. if it all goes well, then again, you know, we've got this good rapport. We can continue to you know shop at each other's businesses for years to come. But so when you get someone. Like, go ahead. I was just going to, it's really funny because you, you state all the time, especially when talking about our mission and orientation, that there's, when two people interact, there's an energy exchange. For sure. And it's just funny because I was thinking about energy and think, knowing that energy finds the path of least resistance. So you're talking about having this company that like, they're making it just a little bit harder for you to- A little inter- bit harder. And so it's just like- you want your energy to go to them, but if they're making it hard enough, you're just you're like, all right, cool, I'm gonna put my energy somewhere else. Right. There's a there's a point of no return with yeah. it. So I haven't checked my email this morning yet. But yeah. we'll see what the response is. And I did my best to be really empathetic and really understanding. And I, I said I said, Hey, you know, I'm 
I'm sure it seems like I'm being annoying. My friend has the same setup, and I looked at his setup, and the clearance isn't there. I actually didn't realize he cut his towers. I used his to check the fitment in the first place and before I bought. And I, then I said again, I was like, I know, I'm sure it sounds like I'm being the know-it-all customer. I know you guys know your product, but I'm just, I'm, I'm going to go in a different direction. This is a little overkill for this. And then I said, I've bought your stuff in the past for my E36. I really love the craftsmanship and workmanship you do. And I'm sure I'll be getting more stuff in the future. This one just isn't right for me right now. And all those things are true. It's like, I would yeah. love to patronize them more. But if this doesn't go how it could go, there is a point where I'm just like, fuck, I just don't want to buy any of shit anymore. Yeah. It's like, I would rather buy yours. But if it turns out you're an asshole, I don't want to give my money to assholes. And I'm not saying these people are or not. We'll see what happens. Yeah. And which is different than what's happening in in our world. This person who got a bag of coffee didn't get their expectations met. We offered to make it right and then is still kind of grumpy about it. You know, I don't know this person, but I would argue at, at some point it's like we're we're doing our best and if if that's still not meeting your needs this isn't the best place for you to get coffee and that's okay like we just don't have what you need yeah. and cuz i look at that from far and i'm just like this person is just grumpy and they want to complain and that's fine you yeah. know if every if if you want to complain that's cool but we can't entertain you for hours on end if you want to complain if you really want to engage with what we want to do we're going to do everything we can to make you stoked but if yeah. it becomes too over the top and it's like clear that you're just kind of want to hear yourself talk i mean the internet's a crazy place right you know (laughs) we're on it um how do you put this into practice what do you mean like i mean we've talked about oh like how how from a cafe standpoint how do you put this into practice i think you really need to talk to your team about it and get ahead of it before these things happen so we have the section in orientation about power to please and that's really what power to please is about and our power to please is if anything goes wrong with a guest at all, no matter what level of employee you are, you don't have to ask for permission from your coordinator or your team leader. You don't need to, or your team leader, you don't need to check in with anybody. You can just make it right, right there. You don't need to solve the problem in order to make it right. You don't need to figure out why it happened on the fly. You can figure all that stuff out later. Because what you don't want to do is, let's say, you're coming up to me. You're the guest. You come into the cafe and you're like, this thing happened to yada, yada, yada. Uh, uh, and it's not helpful if I'm turn around and be like, hey, this guy said his latte is messed up. Did somebody, ma- who made this latte? What's good? You know, you see that people yeah. trying to figure out where the problem came from in real time. It doesn't fucking matter in that moment. It doesn't fucking matter. All you need to do is make it right. So that's what Power to Please is about. Yeah. And it also that, ties you, into hospitality because we're caring for well, you. Well, everything's connected to hospitality, well, right? It's, it's, and it's at your discretion. And in that moment, there's no one right answer. Is it, I'm going to refund your money and give you the next drink on the house? That's an acceptable thing. It's like, oh, I'm going to refund your money and oh, you want a pastry, I'll throw in a pastry. Whatever it is, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But up to that $25 limit, you can do whatever you want. You want to give them a bag of coffee? Fine. You know, the... Yeah. The reward or the, the, what do you call it, making up for the transgression should kind of match the transgression, right? If you the, mess up someone's coffee, you wouldn't want to lace them out with hundreds of dollars worth of shit. No, there's also, there's also the um, preemptive power to please that we've talked about before where somebody comes in like, hey, can I get a bag of 
you know, night shift. And you're like, we don't have any. Our coffee order comes in. Sorry, can't do anything. You have the opportunity to be like, boom, here's our five-pound bag of night shift. Let me dose you out like a cup of coffee to tide you over. Here you go on the house. Like, you're coming in, want it. Like, that's... Well, that's a whole... Maybe that's we'll, kind of like, maybe we'll touch on that in a second. I'll finish this one thought, sure. and then we'll touch on that, which is, you never say no to anybody. Yeah, just don't say no. There's no reason to say no. So finishing that thought, and that's that's our power to please. That's how it works. But most employees aren't going to operate that way unless they've been explicitly told that it's okay. Mm-hmm. Because I think some of these situations that happen don't happen because employees are trying to be assholes or employees are trying to pinch pennies. I think they don't want to get in trouble. You know, if you mess something up and you know your manager's overbearing and they check the register and all the stuff, you're like, I don't want my register to be short. I don't want to give away something I'm not supposed to give away. No one's ever taught me in training how to deal with this situation. What do I do? So then you do have to go find a manager. You do have to figure it out on your own, and that can cause a little bit of stress. Where if you let them know, like, hey, if this stuff happens, just move through it. We'll take care of it on the back end. Yeah. Whatever that looks like is fine. Make them happy in that moment. Later, we can figure out where did it come from? Was it just a one-off mistake, or does someone not really know the protocol? We can tweak it. It's like, okay, you maybe reward them a little bit too much for what we messed up, so next time, just tweak it a little bit. You're not going to get in trouble. You're not going to get written up. So I think because at the end of the day, it's just an investment in that guest and exactly. the uncalculable, the you know unknown amount that that good, that good uh, forwardness of energy might come back. Right, because so, for a brand like ours that's super mission and values driven, and like you said, hospitality is one of our values. It's the first value. There's there's no way we can do anything else. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, Maybe even if they never come back and never give us any more money, we still have to live with our values and say, hey, we're going to delight you and we're going to take care of you. We're going to make you psyched. Like, that's what we have to do. And that's what we want to do. You know, it's not a pain in the ass for us. It's it's why we exist. We exist to create these experiences. So the other thing, the other thing I love seeing is uh, like, say, oh, I wanted that iced. Like, oh, cool. Well, do you have a friend who wants a hot latte? Right. (laughs) Like. Yeah. Like that's, that's like kind of the easiest thing to where it's, you're just passing something forward where it's an unexpected, like, I don't know. Yeah. Unexpected awesome thing. That one's funny too. When there's a drink mistake and then the barista takes the other one back and just throws it away. It's somebody will drink. Somebody will drink that. You You will make someone's day by giving them a free drink. Does your friend want this? You want to bring coffee someone else to the office? And then if, if that's a no, you're in the cafe got a latte it's up for grabs like, it's on the house it's made it's not going anywhere anybody you want a chance you to want connect a latte? somebody you want a latte yeah come on get this get this latte thing yeah i ah uh, man so i think you have to really get ahead of it and make it policy for people to want to engage with it and then i think where where it's happening in in the car parts world that i'm dealing with <laughs> i get it because Okay, here, here's... I wonder how many people have hurt them. <laughs> well, <laughs> I got a lot of theories about this. But I feel like our business is hospitality-driven. These other businesses... I think every business, in some way, shape, or form, is... 
needs to be hospitality driven and guest focused because sure. without your guests or without your customers, you know, I'm more of a customer in this situation. AI like, isn't doing all the buying like, yet. They're not, you know, you don't have anything to sell. So I think there is that. But really, these people are designers, fabricators, race car drivers. They're not really in the hospitality business. That's not how they see themselves. They're in so the technical. I'm sure they don't have that as a big part of their it's not front of mind for them. Yeah. So I get it, you know, and I've get gotten more used to that. You get these weird one line responses to where it's like, oh yeah, this person isn't deeply engaged in customer service. They want to build things, you know, and their business probably isn't large enough to where they can, you know, have this full-time customer service person. They probably don't even have a front of the office. I mean, the owner's writing me back. I'm assuming they don't have a front of the office person. It's probably... Three to five guys in the workshop building shit. Everybody does a little bit of everything, and they're yeah. cranking stuff out. So in that sense, I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I'm not taking it personally. It's not a, it's annoying, but I'm not like immediately, I'm never going to fuck with you guys again. You know, I have a little bit of leeway. Because I remember when we were starting out, and when we had the web store, before we had a cafe, we would mess stuff up sometimes. Oh, yeah. And it's, so it's like me, Jared, and Charles – Roasting in Santa Barbara out of Dune, shipping everything, dropping it off at the post office, and we had, like, shirts and mugs and all this stuff. And every once in a while, something would get messed up. And it's a whole different situation when you don't really have a system. Because I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, like, I got a complaint email? What do I do with that? Fuck. And it's like, I can't just give them more coffee because I don't have it. (laughs) So I have to have this obnoxious thing where I'm just like, hey, um, we're not going to roast till next Friday. We don't have any more of this stuff in stock. I can credit you back or I can send you more coffee, but you're going to have to wait four days. And when you don't have, like now I don't have to think about it. You know, a complaint comes into the website. It goes to the right person. The right person takes care of it. Coffee magically goes out the door and everyone's happy. So I get it. It's different when you're kind of doing a little bit of everything and it feels more, it feels bigger. And that's where I'm assuming these other people are at. We're like, how about a fucking return? Oh, my gosh, return. Like, I don't want to deal with returns. I'm sure they're a pain in the butt. Yeah. Which I wouldn't want to deal with return either. If someone was trying to send a mug back in 2016, I'd be like, I don't even know. I, I, I Yeah, send it back. Um, <laughs> do I pay for shipping? How does it work? I don't know. Refund? I don't know how to give you a refund. Like, I'm not set up for this shit, all right? <laughs> I'm just a fucking guy borrowing his friend's garage. Like, what am I supposed to do here? (laughs) What do you want from me? (laughs) So I get it. Yeah. I would never say that to somebody, but I get it. But ultimately, it's just the unknown quantity of how much being nice to that one person is. You know? Yeah. My my first story of when I met Jared was uh, he was working on bar at 41st Verve. And I was working in like some kind of like second wave cafe and was new to the whole, Oh, espresso is a, is a thing on its own. And so I come in and I'm like, Oh, what are you guys, what are you guys doing? Can I try, can I try one of these espressos? Great. And then I'm sitting at the bar and he's just off to the side, you know, making, making orders. And I'm sitting there and he's like, he slides an espresso on the counter. I'm sitting, this is where they serve drinks and i'm sitting there and i'm like oh great cool and i grab it because i knew i had asked him for one and i knock it back and he just sits there and looks and goes cool gonna have to remake that because i grabbed somebody else's espresso 
I had no clue, but he didn't like scold me. It was embarrassing for me, but I don't know. In, in a weird way, it was just like, cool, I'm just going to roll with it. I'm going to do what I need to do to make people's day. Yeah. And yeah, it was just an interesting experience where it's like, I felt embarrassed because I recognized I did the complete wrong thing. Right. But in a way, we felt taken care of. Exactly. That's it. You make people feel comfortable, make people feel taken care of. Yeah. It's the literal definition of our first value, hospitality. We make, we make people feel taken care of. That's That's it. So, yeah, I've been having a lot of funny-ass emails lately, getting car parts from these boutique suppliers. I was looking at another another part as a cam. Looking looking at a camshaft. It's for the Mini Cooper, so a lot of the stuff is... The market's way bigger in the UK. Oh, yeah. And it's a thing there. It's not a thing here. So there's a manufacturer in the UK. I reached out to him, and I was like, hey, you know, does anybody sell your cams in the u.s i see one person listed as a distributor but i don't see anything on their site and they're like oh yeah we sell them these cams they have them you know reach out so i reach out to the people i was like hey i talked to the people at newman and they said i was looking for this cam and they said you might have it in stock is that something that you carry i got a one-line email response that said yes <laughs> and i'm like god Damn it! <laughs> they're dealing. They want. Yes. They're dealing with bigger people who are like, I know you have this. I need this, 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 and this. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's just. It's really interesting. So yeah. I mean, it's not crazy race car shit. You know, yeah. it's this is a street car performance street stuff, and I, I just can't. Again, no hate. I just can't believe there's that many people looking at camshafts for a mini that you know has been out of. It's 2006. It's not <laughs> like they're making these cars anymore. You know. My my generation anyway. So then I, I'm like, okay, I got to do more work. So I write back. I was like, oh, yeah, I was looking on your site, and I don't see it listed. What's the best way to buy one? I have similar experiences whenever I take my bike into the bike shop. Oh, fuck bike shops. I, I fucking hate bike shops. My I bike, don't even like people that ride bikes, dude. <laughs> You're okay, I guess. You're fine. I didn't ride it today. Good. Okay, good. Uh, I bought this bike off of Bikes Direct. It's like... One of the cheapest bikes you can probably get, but it's my bike. Sure. And I go in, I'm like, hey, it, you know, I need to fix this, this, and this. And they just look at me like, we don't want to do that. And I'm like, I, they're like, ah, you should just buy a new bike. I'm like, I'm going to pay you to do the service job that you do, which is like, I'm at the service counter of the bike shop. You're working on bikes. Like, how how cushy of a job is this? Because I'm bringing you a POS bike that if you ding on it, I probably won't even notice. Well, I'm not bringing you, you a do? three. Like, what were you trying to get done? I don't even remember. But it like every time I talk about my bike, everyone's just like, ah, you shouldn't even do that. At the bike shop? Yeah. Like, you do you think buying. they're vibing you out because it's a cheap bike and it's not worth it? Or do you think they're bummed that you bought a bike from Bikes Direct and are like, this guy sucks? <laughs> What's the vibe? <laughs> I think it's they don't want to do it. I don't know. That's just, it doesn't even matter because that's how I walk away feeling as a guest. Mm. I'm like, oh, I don't even, I don't know. I just, I love it's living. It's like when I ask you about getting the passport printed. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. <laughs> that's it. That was just a fun opportunity nice, right there. Nice little. Um, I, I just love living in a world where I know anything is possible. So when I go in and 
talk about something that's simple and then met with, ah, you shouldn't do that. It's just, I really want to know what you're trying to have done. Cause I'm, I'm, tr- I'm, I believe you, but I'm having a hard time picturing you taking, I can't even, I can't taking even the re- bike to a bike repair shop and they're like, yeah, no, I can't. I, okay. So I took my partner's bike to them and went, Hey, the, the back tire needs to be replaced. It, um, you know, the, the tube needs to be replaced and I know the tire needs to be replaced. There's a hole in the sidewall and they're like, it's probably fine. And I'm just like, Oh, that's weird. Okay. All right. And I'm like, all right, well, we also, I would love it if you guys could check the, the brake lines. Like this one's all rusted. I'm guessing it needs, it's also loose. I'm guessing it needs to be replaced. It's probably fine. I'm just like, okay. So is great. that, <laughs> is that just one apathetic employee? I, I've been, or I've been met a, with that energy cultural m- thing. I've been met with that energy multiple times. And when I talk with Mark about it, he's like, yeah, that's how bike shops are. And yeah. I'm like, why? That's how that's. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I've, dude, bike shops are terrible places for me. I cannot deal. I know there's some good ones. I got some friends that have a bike shop, but I, overall, I'm just, dude, what is up with the culture of cyclists? I'll bring it closer to home. There's a, a, a cafe shop in town. When I go into it, and like, I'm psyched to go look at like the little machines that are in there, and they have an equipment place in the back and guy behind the counter is just like hey and i'm like okay you're open you're not working on anything and you don't want to talk to me okay i'm gonna go this feels weird now thanks bye i can't chime in there because i know exactly <laughs> what and who you're talking about and i he, just he's always been really nice to me no he's nice yeah but it's like completely disinterested to talk about things i think I, he's just a mellow guy yeah, actually i i'll take this even back to when i my first job in the movie theater and it's the same mentality whenever somebody is working somewhere and it's slow they're like yeah it's slow i don't want to be here uh i wish it was busy make the time go by faster and i'm like we're getting paid to be in a movie theater like this is awesome like i just the happy to be there and happy to care for the people who's around you i don't know it's just an interesting, how do you view your work and taking care of people? And that's how I view it. Yeah, dude. It's so, it's so interesting. Okay. I'll do you, I'll do you one. Um, I'll match your bike shop experience. <laughs> so Nick's been doing some work on the car at the shop. They're really busy trying to get a bunch of cars ready for the rally. rally. So going down this little camshaft route, I was like, I wonder how much it would be to have someone else put it in. Cause I don't want to do it. Not on that car. Not in that. No, no, not in that engine compartment. No, thank you. Everything's so scrunch. It's pain yeah, in the ass. Tiny. Yeah. If it was they like don't a, call it mini for no reason. If it was like an old V8, cool. That's fine. Um, so I quoted some stuff at a shop that's in Los Gatos, and I was like, yeah, I was wondering how much this was, that was, cam install, etc. The dude rifles off a couple prices, and then when he gets to the cam, he's all, haven't really found the cam to do much. Doesn't even quote me a price. So now, <laughs> that, so that's kind of the same thing where you're like going to the bike shop, and they're like, it's probably fine. I just, like, I just want to know. I just want to know. I'm not asking you to decide what I should or should not do to my car. I'm telling you that this is a thing that I'm going to do, that and sounds... I'm wondering how much it's going to cost to do it. So just tell me how much it's going to cost. Is it that hard to 
tell me how much it's going to cost. That's, That's the, exactly like the bike shop thing. And the print shop right now. <laughs> it was just like, dude, let's just go, dude. Just tell me. I can either go yes or no. Now I'm in limbo again. So now I have to call again or send another email yeah. or whatever. And I'm just like, there's so much value in making things as easy as possible for people who want to engage with your business. Because the hard part's over. If you have someone who wants to engage with your business, I'm in your coffee shop. I'm emailing you about your auto store. I'm in the print shop. I'm in the bike shop. I want to give you my money. Yeah. I'm ready to give you my money. Just make it easy for me to give you my money. All you have to do is communicate well, meet me where I'm at, and everybody wins. I get what I want, or I find out that this isn't the best place. Cool. Now that I know that, I can move on to somewhere else. Or you can say, yes, this is what we're going to do. Here's how much it's going to cost. Great. Take my money. Give me your service. High five. This is what I want. This is what we want. Why would you make it hard for someone to give you their money? I have no clue. I don't know either. <laughs> uh, I like that rant from you. That's a good rant, right? Yeah. God, like that's the whole essence of everything. It's like, dude, like that's why. That's why it's crazy. I don't know. I'm saying the same thing over and over again, but it's a. We have this cafe, and if people come in, I'm like, great, they're here. That's awesome. They want to be here. They've chosen to be here. There's a million other places they can go. They're giving us a shot. Yeah. So what do you do when someone gives you a shot? You fucking make their day, dude. You make their day. That's why they're – the hard part is over. So many businesses exist and just have such a hard time getting discovered. You know, it's – It also doesn't end when you've made their day the first time. Like – you get to make their day the thousandth time is when it really matters. Like, just when we know somebody and we know their order. Well, that's cool, but I'm think, just, yeah. that's cool. But here's the thing think about opening a business. Yeah. You open a business. So, we had this weird situation where we'd been in the coffee industry for a long time. We already had a podcast. We had a, decent following on media we'd created some stuff that people already engage with so when we showed up it was almost like a little bit of a cheat code where yeah. people were like oh yeah i know these guys they've been doing it for a while i'll buy some coffee i'll i'll engage with this business that's not the case for everybody most yeah. people are starting from scratch so you flip that open sign over or you pop open your web store and it's just crickets because it's hard to get people's attention immediately yeah. people are in their routines they already have their go-to places to get coffee or food or whatever it is it's not easy to get in to someone's to get into someone's routine so when you so, get that so when someone walks through your door the hard part should be over now you get to do your best work so why are we making it hard once people come to us like dude don't take it for granted that people are walking through your door that's a big deal. Yeah. It's a big deal. Don't take it for granted that someone's shopping on your online store. There's millions of places that they could be shopping otherwise. So blow their minds or don't whine like a fucking baby when no one wants to engage with your business because you're acting like an asshole. Hey, everyone. That's the podcast for the week. Thanks so much for listening. If you heard something that inspired you, let us know or tell a friend. These are the types of connections that are the most important to us and that we seek to create every day. If there's something you heard and you want to know more about, send us an email to podcast at catandcloud.com or head to our website, catandcloud.com slash podcast, and let us know. While you're on our site, check out everything we have to offer, 
dive deep into one of our single origin coffees, or pick up a little treat for yourself. We have something for everyone, so check it out. Also, find us in the usual places. YouTube, Instagram, we're always there sharing amazing things. All right, that's it. Thanks everyone for being awesome. We'll be back next week.